The ABC's word wizard, the Lord of Language. A word in your ear with Professor Rolly Sussex. Rolly Sussex, good morning. You're not in the studio looking at me. You're down the line. You're in air. I'm looking at you virtually from air, yes. Good morning. <laughs> now, you're presenting at the Burdekin Readers and Writers Festival. Tell us a little bit about that, firstly. Okay, this is the third time they've run it. It happens every two years. And it's a local initiative, which is... They've, they've accumulated an extraordinary list of people this time. For example, Matt Condon is here. Um, Holly Wainwright, who does blogging for Mamma Mia. I've just been listening to David Hunt, who's the author of Gert, the unauthorised uh, history of Australia. Mm -hmm. uh, Michael Robotham, the, the crime writer. Uh, and you know, the, Carolyn Over Overington from The Australian. They've got some really interesting folks, and we are just getting into it this morning. And Professor Rolly Sussex, of course, presenting. Yes, so, uh, you know, someone very special there. Now, today you want to talk about pronunciation issues. I do, but before we do, just from last week, mm. there was the issue about what's a try in rugby. Okay. Why is it called a try? Yeah. And apparently in the early years of rugby, the first thing to do was to get the ball over the line the way you do nowadays, but you didn't score anything for that. Uh, that earned you the right to try and convert it and to get some points by kicking the ball over the... And so it was a try okay. to do something else. Right. And then gradually over time, they, in, they changed the rules so that you got points for getting the ball over the line anyway. And then between that time and now, they've tinkered with the amount of, of points you get for crossing the line, and it depends whether it's league or union, of course, and uh, scoring, scoring the extra points. Mm -hmm. So it was a, it was a, the try was a reward for uh, your getting the ball over the line. You could now try for the, other, the, uh, the extra the points. Oh, that's that's makes sense, doesn't yeah, it? it? Yeah, does, yeah. Thirteen hundred triple two six twelve. If you have a question for Rolly Sussex, now pronunciation issues. What are you concerned about? Okay, various listeners have raised the question of when do you say a and when do you say a. Uh? Now, this mm. is a book, all right, but occasionally you hear a, particularly when people slow down a bit because we don't like saying a book. We tend to say a book. I'm hearing it more often now, actually, in news reports, um, yeah, things like that, people saying a bridge or a something when it should uh -huh. be a. I think it should be, and you're quite right. It seems that the, the time you know, that you spend doing an A is getting shorter and shorter. And uh, we've actually got a, a cut from Leonard Cohen here. <laughs> we have. Can you play that one? I can. Hang on. There is a... So he couldn't really um, decide which way he wanted to go. A crack, a crack. That's right. Now, the first one is a bit longer. A crack, right? The second one, a crack. Yeah. A crack. It's shorter so that he can, he can get away with the what's called the reduced vowel or schwa. But it's interesting that he should have both pronunciations in about four or five seconds. Mm -hmm. Can you run it again just I so can. that we can get a... I can. That's uh, Leonard Cohen. So here we go. Is a crack, a crack in everything. That's how. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I wish I had a voice like that. I uh, know. You, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. You've said A or R. Wouldn't matter, Rolly. <laughs> okay, that's one example. Thirteen hundred triple two six twelve. If you have a question for Rolly, Rolly, let's go to the phones because John at Capalabar is waiting. Hello, John. Yes. Good morning. What's your question for Rolly? 
Uh, a couple of things. Uh, done and did. I have yes. done it, or it should be I have done it, but, uh, uh, and seen, and it should be I have seen it, but many, many uh, people, especially on TV, I'm a pension, I watch a lot of TV, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. um, and you know, well-known commentators and whatnot. And, they, and a lot of people say, I've seen it. I wonder if it's laziness. It, sorry? I wonder if it's laziness. Oh, it could be. Yeah, Rolly? Uh, I, just, just, yeah. I think it's straight out confusion. Um, these are called strong verbs in English, and they're called strong because they change the vowel when they make a past tense. I see, I saw it yesterday. And then they've got another form for the, what's called the past participle, which happens after have. I have seen. Now, the trouble is that with, with uh, seen, some people use the, the past participle seen for the past tense. I seen it yesterday. Um, and with did and done, people say uh, the same thing, I done it. Or even I have did it, which is rather strange. Mm. So you need to keep, keep in mind the fact that there are three forms. I do it. Yesterday I did it. And I have done it in the past. Mm. I see it. I have seen, uh, I saw it yesterday and I have seen it. And those need to be kept kept uh, separate. The trouble is that, say, um, you've got the word swim. I swim. Yesterday I swam. I have swum the channel. Well, right. not quite, but right. not in yes. Now, what's happening is we're losing the middle one. So people tend to say, now, I swam across the river rather than I swam across the river. And so there's a lot of instability with the past tense, swam, and the past participle, swum, or the past tense, saw, and the past, the past participle, seen. Um, just try, listen out and try and make sure you're doing the right ones because otherwise, particularly in a job interview, you might come up short. Yeah, thank you for your call, John. Leslie in Redland Bay, what's your question for Rolly? Oh, hi, Rolly. Um, how do you, could you give me the root, break down the root meaning of this word, T-R-A-L-F-A-M-A-D-O-R-E? Give it to us again. Trowel. T-R-A-L-F-A-M-A-D-O-R-E. Yeah, -E. mm. It was in a science fiction. Oh. I know it meant foreign planet. Is it Trafalmador? Wow. Trafalmador. Trafalmador. I've never heard it before. No, I will look it I. up. But it's, and I it... tried to break it down. I didn't know how to do that. Well, you might know. Yeah, well, the, the, it doesn't obviously break down to anything because there's no roots for trowel. The fam bit could be famous, and a door could be being, you know, admiring something. Mm. But I, that is a, a, it's called a neologism. In other words, neos is Greek for new, and logos is word. So it's a new word, and they've invented it for the purpose of science and fiction. As as I know, it, <laughs> okay. science fiction has never existed before. I'll, Leslie, I'll, I'll have a have a listen. Thanks, yeah, Leslie. By the way, this this. Interesting little issue. When you said we're going to talk to Leslie, oh, yeah. I'm never quite sure whether it's an IE Leslie or an EY Leslie, oh, depending oh, on, yeah. on the I gender, of course. You're an EY Leslie. Yes. yes. All right. There you go. Thanks and, very and much, well, Molly. how do you, thanks, Leslie. Well, how do you spell the male, Leslie? That's uh, IE. It's, it is IE. But are yeah. some women IE? I don't know. Well, people <laughs> do, get, do get them mixed up, actually. And I think we're now at a point where parents who are choosing the, the spelling for a baptism that's about to happen can go either way. Either way, yeah. Mary is at Wynnum with a question. Hello, Mary. Hello. How are you this morning? Good. What was your question for Rolly? Mine is the word contribute. I keep hearing people um, on the radio saying contribute, oh. and I mm -hmm. can't understand why. 
blame the British um, for once, <laughs> because normally if a stress is shifting to the first syllable, it's going to be American, like translate rather than translate. But in this particular case, contribute and distribute and uh, are, are weird, and they're being done by the BBC, dear, oh dear, and also by David Cameron, who used to be the Prime Minister. Maybe that's why he got Brexit wrong. Um, so <laughs> contribute and distribute are now quite common, and they're starting to be copied in Australia, I'm afraid. Um, mm. You're quite right, Mary. They used to be contribute and distribute, and that's the way I keep on saying it. Yes. Laura, Loretta certainly does. Contribute. Mary, thank yes. you for contributing to the show. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Bye. Um, well, well spotted. What was that, Mary? There's a few other words. Like, okay. Is there really a word called proven? Proven. Yes. There is indeed. It's, it's the old... rather than yes. it was proved. Yes. Now, proven is, is a legal version of this, and it's, it's quite old in English, and, uh, you know, the, the case was not proven, meaning not, not sufficient evidence was brought forth. Um, the other one, in, in loyal, loyal, lawyer's terms, by the way, is pleaded and pled. Yes. In American yes. terms, and there are lots of good American uh, criminal novels around at the moment. In America, someone pled a case, and we pleaded a case yesterday. <laughs> Thank you, Mary, for your call. 1300 if you have a question for our word professor, Rolly Sussex. Russell is west of Toowoomba. Hello, Russell. Good morning. Uh, Loretta. Uh, Loretta Sussex. <laughs> um, I just got two questions. What annoys me when I see TV presenters and, and radio presenters, some of them, say the word euthanasia, like a young person mm -hmm. in Asia, instead of, I don't know what the proper word, but I think it's euthanasia. Ah, well, if you're going to make that into three words, youth in Asia, certainly. But euthanasia is, euthanasia. is the correct pronunciation. Mm. Yes, euthanasia. Euthanasia is correct. Yeah, euthanasia is correct. And it, it, it happens like that. Um, thanatos is Greek for death. And uh, you, the EU bit means good or easy. So euthanasia is a good or painless killing. Mm. Okay. And it isn't... Uh, I, I actually pre prefer to say euthanasia yeah. because I was brought up like that rather than euthanasia. Well, that's what but I say. There is, I say it yep. like you say it. Right. It's a generation thing. Um, okay. Older people who were brought up in a tough old school tend to say euthanasia. But there is a natural tendency for the z-z thing to, to increase in English now. It's called palatalization. And um, after all, you don't say intention. You, you say intention. So the s-sh thing is all, also part of natural ch changes in English. Yeah. Okay. And my second question is uh, the, the word church pew, where did, how did they be, the seats be, be, get to be called pews? <laughs> oh. That's a good one. Okay, yes. Pew. And again, you, you, don't, you don't find pews. Pews are typically a bench and they've got a back. All right. I've got one sitting in the shed. Oh, have you? you I'd do. love to have a pew. <laughs> right. Bring it to the ABC today. Um, <laughs> it comes from an old French word which meant a balcony, actually. Right. And so, you know, it was a sort of elevated thing that you could stand or sit on. And it came over with Norman French in 1066 and has been with us ever since. So pew. it's a very old word, eh, pew? It's, it's a very, very old word, but it is not English. It's from, from Norman French. And you don't hear it. You only hear it when you're talking about church pews. You don't I hear it any other you time. Don't, you don't find a pew anywhere else no. except for the rather old-fashioned expression, take a pew, meaning would you like to have a seat? Oh, I haven't heard that one. I don't think I'll be. I don't think I'll be using that one anytime soon, Rolly. Oh, thank, thank you, okay. Russell. Hey, Rolly. Last week we were chatting about words that sound the same but are spelt yes. differently and often have different mm -hmm. meanings. So one listener mentioned the uh, the famous two Ronnie sketch about that. So I thought I'd play oh, it for yes. you now. Have a, have a listen. 
Yes, please. Four candles. Four candles. There you are. Four candles. No, four candles. Well, there you are. Four candles. No, four candles. Candles for forks. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> and that does happen with several, you know, words and phrases, doesn't it? They do. And this one is actually very subtle because, um, remember we were talking a couple of weeks ago about aspiration. If you hold your, uh, the back of your hand in front of your mouth and you say something like candle, yes. candle, candle, right? Yep. Candle. There's a real puff of air after the cut. Now, if you have fork handles, right, you can, you can separate the word and the H is even stronger. Handles. It's a huh, you know, a strong English H. What happens here is that if you shorten the H, it, it makes it really hard to work out whether you're dealing with four items to make the room light or something to stick on the end of a fork. Four candles, mm. four candles. <laughs> and it's a tiny, tiny difference of microseconds as to how long that H is. Though Those two, I, they enjoyed that no end, you can see. Oh, it. yeah, it was great. Let's go to Dan at Cloncurry with a question. Hello, Dan. Good morning, Loretta. What's your question for Rolly? Uh, Rolly, um, pronunciation on the word... Uh, kilometre? Is it kilometre or kilometre? Ah. Very, very contentious. Um, when we first went metric, um, uh, Arthur Delbridge, who was the editor of the Macquarie Dictionary at that time, was asked, and he said, no, it's kilometre, because you've got centimetre and decimetre, and so it's got to be kilometre. Uh, but there is a story that, that Gough Whitlam favoured kilometre, and everybody did a uh, an emperor's new clothes. Certainly, kilometre is probably more common now, even though all the amateurs and ometers are measuring instruments, like an anemometer, say. So you can say either kilometre or kilometre. I say kilometre because I'm trying to be consistent with centimetre. Uh, a way round it is either to say k's, or as they do in the Australian military, clicks. Um, yep. So so many k's to Rockhampton, but. Uh, you will hear both, and both are recognised recognised by our dictionaries. All right. Thanks for your call, Dan. Merv is at Camp Hill. Hello, Merv. What's your question for Rolly? Hello, just something, nothing, or anything. Hmm. That's all we hear lately. Okay. Okay. These ones come from the east end of London in Carnaby Street and Cockney English, and something is actually sometimes with an F rather than a TH as well, something. Uh, only in only something, something and anything, and sometimes in the word think itself, but usually not. So something and anything. Uh, it is occasionally said it should never be written, and if you're being careful, you should avoid it as well. All right, thank you, Merv. Let's go to Graham, who's in Rocky. Graham, what's your question for Rowley? My question is, it came up in the course of something I was doing the other night. I said heinous, but somebody said to me, no, it should be heinous. So I just mm. want to get clarification on it, Rolly. Okay. Uh, the answer is either. Uh, this is a, a word which, uh, again, is from Old French. It's related, actually, to the word aïr, which means to hate. And the normal pronunciation is heinous. But you can say heinous as well. It's listed in the dictionaries. It's a second choice. So that heinous is not as correct as you, but it certainly won't be marked as wrong. Right. Thanks, Graham, for your call. Chris at uh, Holland Park West, what's your question for Rolly? Um, it's a sentence in today's Courier on page nine in the report on Eugenie's wedding. Okay. I'm just wondering if it's grammatically incorrect. It says tenor 
and family friend Andrea Bracelli sung the haunting hymn Ave Maria. Is, is ah. that the correct verb? No, they should say sang. And uh, this is what we were talking about before. Well spotted. Uh, it, th this is one of these three verbs like uh, spring, sprang, sprung, and swim, swam, swam, and sing, sang, sung. And they w we're losing the middle one. But in, in a respectable newspaper, they really should have said sang. I shall tell my editor. Yes, a letter to the editor, I think. Chris, thanks for spotting that. We'll go to Clontarf, and Paul has a question. Paul, what, what did you want to ask Rowley? Are you there, Paul? He's not there. Let's go to Cameron in Warwick. Cameron? Yes, hello. What did you want to ask Rowley? Uh, I've been reading... I've seen in a few novels, uh, down written down there, I'm thinking Lee Child was the last time I saw this, the use of the word span, like uh, you'd say he spun about, but I've seen them mm -hmm. say he span. Span about? Going, what is that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, this, this, is, this is an overcorrection from spin, um, and uh, the, the past tense is, is spun. So that this is someone thinking, oh, it's like swim, swam, swam, so we're going to have spin, spam, span, spun, and in fact they've got it wrong. Um, and it's, uh, they've, they've sort of tried to follow a, a different verb model, and they've got the wrong one. So well spotted again. The listeners are doing well this morning. Yes, they are. Peter in Yandina has a question now for you. Pete, what did you want to ask Rolly? Uh, yeah, it's not so much a word, it's a, a phrase. Every tin pot town has got a six-mile creek outside of it. Oh, that's <laughs> true. That's so true. I just can't find where six, it's six miles from. <laughs> you know, I just can't work out what that's all about. I can picture you out there measuring it. <laughs> yeah, well, when you pass you it 50 times in a 100-mile stretch, it's a pretty long six-mile creek. Yeah, You're what's quite, the origin? Quite right, there are a lot of those. Um, I, I don't really know. It would, which would be usually from the town hall or from the post office. Those are the places where you'd, you'd me measure from. And I believe during the war that in... Uh, south of Darwin, in order to make it difficult for any invading troops, they removed place names and, and just talk, talked about uh, places as distant from a point in the centre of Darwin. But I don't know why there are so many six miles. Maybe six miles was a, a, a measure that you were really out of town. That's some homework. Peter, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, I, Peter. It's homework. I've never thought about that before. <laughs> we're with Rowley Sussex, our word professor. He's in air in North Queensland today talking to us down the line, but it's always great that we can chat to Rowley. Barry on the Sunshine Coast, what's your question? Oh, good morning, Loretta and Rowley. Um, it's more an observation of uh, pronunciations I'm hearing more these days. It's Growen, <gasps> Throwen, mm. and Northern Territory, oh. or even oh. Battery, where it sort of used to be the Northern Territory and a battery and grown and thrown, of course. Ah, you, you've got three things there. Um, grown and thrown and forwa and so on. Uh, and for that matter, film as well. I think they happen in Irish English. John Howard used to say thrown. And it's, it's almost as if own is a difficult sequence of sentences. So you put something else to make a new syllable um, and make it easier to pronounce. Uh, they're not standard and uh, they are part of the spoken language. But they're a bit odd because most of the things that people ring up and, and accuse other folks of saying are shortenings rather than lengthenings. And this is actually making it harder and longer. But, uh, Rolly, it depends, is it, you know, how you've been brought up too. And if, if um, your family around you speaks, mm -hmm. says grow oh, in yes. and throw in, then I suppose yes. that's what you will learn as well. 
That's right. And you learn it from your peers, the other kids at school, possibly from your teachers, if the teacher happens to do this. And some people actually do as a, as a matter of habit. But if you're trying to speak uh, correct English, Proper. then Cohen and Cohen are not standard. <laughs> okay. Territory and so on. This is American. Um, they have a whole lot of uh, endings like uh, ceremony, mandatory, yes. laboratory, secretary. And they're pronounced with a full vowel because the Americans don't make so much difference between stressed and unstressed syllables. Mm. And we tend to say secretary. Is that that, that yep. three syllables? And ceremony. They would say secretary. That's mm. right. Exactly. But it's crept um, in, hasn't it, too well? It has crept yeah. in. Battery is now battery. We'd normally shorten that. Um, and uh, upper class British English certainly does. I'll, yeah. I'll get you a new battery. Battery. Yes. Right? Um, and uh, like medicine in two syllables, mm -hmm. the unstressed vowel is, is weakened so much that you just lose it. All right. Let's go to Margaret in Carindale with a question for you, Rowley. Hello, Margaret. Oh, hello, Loretta and, and Rowley. Um, Morning. My uh, concern is with 99% of the English speaking people now saying a instead of a in mm. a sentence like a cat sat on a mat. I've noticed the word A-N is sometimes disappearing. For instance, on the ABC one morning, someone said A-Italian. I've heard on radio and TV, A-unauthorised use of a car, A-induced coma, A-historic, etc. Yeah. So... Well, you're, you're, you're going to get a whole book of those. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. No, you, you're entirely right. Um, the only place where you can say A and then leave out the N is if you're really uh, uncertain or you're lengthening it a great bit. There was a, oh, a bat, no, a bat in the tree. And a case like then, you, that you can sort of get away with it. But you're quite right, and before a vowel and A before a consonant, and that's the way it ought to be. Thank you, Margaret. And one final call, Bob at Clontarf. Hello, Bob. Yes, you got my name right this time. It's not Paul, it's Bob. Oh, well, there you go. That's why you didn't answer to Paul. <laughs> uh, I rang up regarding the word amount. The word amount is used so often mm. when it used, should actually be the word number. Yes. The amount of people standing in the square instead of the number of people standing in the square. Dead right, yeah. Amount and number, and there's another pair, fewer and less, which do the same thing. If you've got something that can be counted, it should be a number. The number of people in the street exceeded a 1,000. If you've got something which is a massive stuff, like a liquid or butter or something, then you use uh, amount. I'm afraid that amount is, uh, is creeping into the space of number, just as less is creeping into the space of fewer. And less, of course, is, is a shorter word, and it's likely to win out, I'm afraid. All right, Rolly, thank you for that. Rolly's in Air North Queensland, a little bit of a crackle on the line there, but Rolly, you will want your final word. What is that? Did you know that <laughs> dolphins are so smart that within a few weeks of captivity, they can train people to stand on the edge of the pool and throw them fish? <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> Rolly, so have I. thank you so much. Talk to you next week. And we oh. thought we'd close with a little bit more of the two Ronnies. Well, that's all we have time for this week. Next week we'll talk to a man... <laughs> Next week we'll talk to a man who crossed a table tennis ball with an extremely tall chamber pot and got a ping-pong piddle-high-poo. <laughs> and we've just been told the police are desperately seeking the man who steals the ends of news items. The man is described as tall and grey-haired with a very big. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
started. In the divorce court today, an 85-year-old farmer divorced his 17-year-old wife because he couldn't keep his hands off her. He's now sacked all his hands and bought a combine harvester. <laughs> time for this evening so it's good night from me and it's good night from him good night good night uh, the two Ronnies there ending our chat with Rowley this morning. ABC Radio, your local source of national and international news, weather, emergency information, sport and entertainment. With more than 50 radio stations around the country, ABC Radio is Australia's largest radio network providing local programming. ABC Radio engages with audiences through both analogue and digital radio services, streaming online and on your mobile via the ABC Radio app. ABC Radio, across Australia.